Some of us don't know what we have been chosen for yet. There are many people in the Bible that have been chosen. David was chosen to defeat Goliath. Noah was chosen to build the ark. Moses was chosen to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. Daniel spent the, spent the night in the lion's den because he chose to continue to pray to God and not worship the king as a god. And Jesus was chosen to die for our sins on the cross. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and he people whom he has chosen as his own entrance. Psalms 33:12. I hope this helps you know that it is to be chosen by God. Thank you for listening to Be Unchosen. God has chosen each of us and has given us a path to follow. In Joshua 24:22, you are witnesses against yourself that you have chosen the Lord for your Savior to serve him. And they said, we are witnesses. God has chosen us, but we must also choose him. Once we have made the choice to follow, God will be beside you to help you along the path. God has chosen many special servants. In the Bible, we learn that Moses had to part the Red Sea and many other things with Aaron's help to save the Israelites. Then there was Noah. He had to build the ark to save himself and his family to restart the world without sin. Also, John the Baptist, because, also, because he was chosen to show others the path to God and to baptize our Lord Jesus Christ, which did create followers. In First Chronicles 15:2, it says, No one may carry the ark of God but the Levites, for the Lord has chosen them to carry the ark of God and to minister before him forever. Like them, we are to bring as many to the Lord as possible. This year's Pathfinder theme is chosen and his servant, David. David, the son of Jesse, was a shepherd boy from Bethlehem. God asked the prophet Samuel to anoint the next king. Samuel found the eight sons of Jesse, and it was the youngest David who was chosen by God. David had a heart that loved God, and God was with him. God's Holy Spirit came to be with David. It made him brave and strong. While he was still a boy praying and walking with God, he was given courage so he would not be afraid of the giant. David armed himself with a simple slingshot and five stones. He killed the Philistine giant called Goliath. Then King Saul made David an army commander. Whenever David went into battle, he was victorious. This made King Saul very jealous. In 1 Samuel 18, 12, the Lord, it says, the Lord was with David, but had departed from Samuel. Saul knew he was no longer God's favorite and feared him, so he tried to kill David. David fled into the wilderness. 
After Saul and his sons were killed in the battle, they remembered David and asked him to be king. David's greatest success with God was the capture of Jerusalem and made it his royal capital. He brought the Ark of the Covenant there. Although David was a good king, there came a time when he did not choose to follow the Lord. One day he was looking across the roof of his palace. He saw a beautiful married woman named Bathsheba. David committed adultery with Bathsheba. When Bathsheba became pregnant, David arranged to have her husband murdered so he could marry her. The prophet Nathan, sent by the Lord, talked to David about his sins of adultery and murder and the son uh, and his son by Bathsheba. David repented and asked the Lord to forgive him. No one is without temptation. Thankfully, we have a loving God who will forgive us of our sins. He is a God of many chances. We all have paths to follow that are difficult to follow. It is like when you're on a water slide. There are twists and turns we cannot control with tunnels of darkness. We, as we come from the water slide, as we come from the darkness of the tunnels, we will enter the light. It is like when you are in the darkness. We don't always know where to go, but with prayer, God shows us the light to follow his path. When we are in the darkness and need help from our sins, God will answer if we have chosen him as our savior. Amen. After he has taken us into the light, it is our job to share the his light to the words his light and his word to others. And 1 Peter 2, 9, it says, But you are a chosen generation, a, holy, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of the dark, darkness and into his marvelous night. It is our job to bring as many as we can out of the darkness onto his light and into the light. We are chosen by God's love, but will we answer him? This is the most important question we will answer in our lives. The right choice will give us eternal life by putting all our trust, hope, faith in God's hands. Are you ready to turn? choose the Lord our God as your Savior? From Revelations 14, 17, 14, these will make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb will overcome them. For he is the Lord of lords and King of kings, and those who are with him are called chosen and faithful. We don't want to be one of those, but one which is on the side of the Lord. We will have the same struggles as Jacob. Jacob's wrestling with God that dark night reminds us of his truth. Although we might fight with God and his will, remember the truth. God is so forgiving and very good. As believers in Christ, we may struggle with him through the loneliness of night. But in the daybreak, his blessing will come. Make your choice today. Amen. Good morning and happy Sabbath. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Isabella, 
and I am a Parkwood Pacer, and I'm here to tell you why we are chosen. I was chosen to be baptized. Being baptized is a big thing. It's like getting married, and only God really knows when you're ready. We are baptized to represent our faith in God. When we are dipped into the water and we rise, it represents us being cleansed of our sins and being born again in the name of Jesus. We are all chosen for different reasons. For example, my dad believes that God has chosen me to help him get closer to God. Another example is Noah. Noah was chosen by God to build an ark filled with two of each animal, one male and one female. You are all chosen to be, be here and be members of Parkwood. Always remember that God is the truth, God is the light, and the way to go home. I want you all to know you are chosen and special, so be the light God wants you to be. The Bible is our guide. Choose to follow it. May God bless you all. Happy Sabbath. My name is Julian Kelman. I was chosen to be up here to say that everyone was chosen for a different reason. For example, Noah was chosen to save his family and the animals on the land from the flood. Moses and Aaron were chosen to free God's people from Egypt. David was chosen by God to be the next king. Solomon was chosen to take the throne after his father David had died. Mary was chosen to have Jesus, the Son of God. My family and I were chosen by God to help feed the homeless that live out on the streets. With the help of some church members that have chosen to join us, we managed to make and deliver around 100 meals. When we go to feed the homeless, we get to have the experience of the pure joy and gratefulness of the people we meet. I am glad that God has planned this for my family. I am also excited to see what God has chosen for my life as I grow closer to him. I hope you have a blessed Sabbath. Good morning. How many of you know me or have seen me around church? Raise your hand if you have. That's a lot of people. Okay. So for those of you who haven't met me yet, you can, my name is Thayani, but you can call me Thay. So, as you may know, the theme for Pathfinders this year is Chosen. It's based on the story of David. I decided to do, an, to do a story on an event that happened to me last year. You probably don't know this about me, but I was on the track team during seventh grade last year at school. At our track meets, we have to do something called 100-yard dash. You basically just have to sprint 100 yards. For our first track meet, our coaches were choosing people to do different miles, I mean, to do different events, such as mile, four by four, etc. My coach chose me to sprint the 100-yard dash. I was scared and confused. I wondered why my coach chose me out of everyone else. I'm better at running long distance rather than short distance. At that point, the meet was one week away. That whole week, I worried about if I would get last place and disappoint my team. When the day of the meet came, I wanted to disappear into thin air. I was at Hillmar High School getting ready to do the 100-yard dash, and at that moment, I decided that I was going to pray. I asked God to help me get through this. After I finished, I found out that I came in third place and not last. I was so happy. The lesson of the story is that you are chosen to do something in your life, whether it makes an impact on something or not. 
You may think you can't do whatever God has chosen you to do, but if you have faith, then you can accomplish it. When you get home or whenever you have free time, I encourage you to think if you've ever been chosen to do something. Then thank God in prayer for choosing you. I hope you have a great rest of your Sabbath. Good morning, church family. It's not a surprise that I think for today's sermon is chosen, which actually gave me a pretty good idea for my speech. Throughout generations and generations, trillions and even quadrillions of people have walked this earth to make it the world that we live in today, whether or not be helpful. Um, <clears throat> thinking of all my thoughts always brings me to reminisce on my life and my past, always bringing me to the same question, who am I? It's crazy to think that me being who I am somehow makes a difference out of everything. I've always just thought of myself as another star in the vast galaxy that is our entire genealogy of mankind. Recently though, I heard from a friend of mine that every star has, a funny, has many fun and quirky qualities. For example, like all of us, every single star is not identical, which brings out character. Also, Stars are made of pure energy and travel at the speed of light, but not even the speed of light can catch up and we can still see the light from Earth. <clears throat> even after death, many people have left a legacy behind for the rest of us to carry with our testimonies that is our lives. All of that brought me to a psychological euphoria. I am who I am and you are who you are because God has chosen you to be you. You might think that you don't matter much to others, but in reality, you could be the one, you could be the reason why someone is still in the church today, or even why someone is still on earth. God chose all of us and gave us power that we all use all the time, but are unaware of. Our choices define our fate in the world. We are the ones who built the empire we live in today from nothing, and we can change it because we all are specifically chosen to lead others towards the kingdom of God. Good morning. So do you remember being young and ready to play sports with your friends? I do. I was such a tomboy when I was younger, and I knew that if I wanted to, a real challenge when it came to playing sports, that I had to learn how to play so I could keep up with the boys in my class. They were more of a challenge than playing with girls. I was lucky. There were a few boys that didn't mind teaching me not only the rules of each of the sports that we played, but also the correct techniques on how to catch a football or baseball, how to kick a soccer ball, how to hit a baseball. Well, you catch my drift, I'm sure. Anyway, I learned how to play all of the major sports when I was in fifth grade. We had moved here at the end of um, um, fourth grade for me, so I didn't get much time to know the boys in my class at that time, but fifth grade came and that changed. I wasn't very good at jump rope and four square. Those were the games that the girls in my class loved to play. They just didn't really interest me. But football, soccer, baseball, those were really interesting. 
So I spent that year making friends with the boys and a few girls. There were a couple of them that liked to play with the boys too, learning how to play. That's when you really learn about being chosen. There were always two teams, and it always starts with team captains being chosen. Then they choose who they want on their teams. Well, you can imagine how it was for me, right? You quickly learn that those chosen first are the best players or their best friends of the team captains, right? <laughs> yeah. And then as the numbers dwindle down, the last of the chosen are the worst players or the unwanted. It really hurts to be chosen last because you know you were not really wanted. I made it my mission to not only be ch to not be chosen last, to e uh, to or even be in the last few. And I can honestly say that as the years went by, I got better at playing not just football, soccer, and baseball, but I added many more sports as I got into junior high and high school. There was volleyball, floor hockey, ultimate frisbee, nation ball, which is just another name for um, dodgeball, and any other sport that was taught. I was in it. I wasn't very good at basketball, but I did play it my senior year just because I told myself I was gonna play all sports that year and go out with no regrets. It wasn't long before I was never chosen last again, but I also understood that feeling of being not wanted. So if I was picking my team, I always tried to change things up and choose people who weren't very good at sports. I want you all to know that God has chosen me just as he's chosen each and every one of you first. He's chosen us all from the very beginning. Not a single one of us has been chosen last. We will never have to worry about feeling unwanted or feeling like we are not enough. God has chosen us and he's proved to us that we are his chosen by giving us his own son, Jesus, who died for us on the cross to forgive us not just of our sins, but to give us hope of his second coming. I look forward to that day so much because I get to see my dad again. I hope that you will all go today home secure in the knowledge that you have been chosen first. You've never been chosen last and that you are definitely loved by God. I wanted to read to you John 15, verse 16 and 17, and these were Jesus' words. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. I wanted to share a little story uh, about my experience many years ago as a Pathfinder. My parents did not go to church. We grew up going to parties every weekend. There was no prayer in our home, no prayer, can you imagine? But in contrast, there was my grandmother, Mary Clark. Thank the Lord for God-fearing grandparents. My grandmother spent time with me teaching me the Bible and about the love of Jesus. She was a living testimony of God's love. I would, come, I would come out to spend the summer with her in Modesto. Mind you, this was in the late 70s. Guess which church she attended here in Modesto at that time? Parkwood. Yes, Parkwood. 
I'd gotten into trouble in school, and my, grandparent, my grandmother thought it would be good if I would start anew and move to Modesto and attend Modesto Adventist Academy. I moved in with Ron and Dee Baker. Ron and Dee opened their home to me. I had never met them before this time. What a blessing that was. We had morning and evening worship. Things were sure different than at my home with my parents. Um, every day, the, Jesus was the center in their home. There I became familiar, familiar with the music of the heritage singers. On many Sabbath afternoons, we would sing for the residents at the High Lawn nursing, nursing Home. I became a member of the Parkwood Pathfinders. I was nine or 10 at the time. Uh, the Pathfinders made a lasting impression on my life. The leaders at that time were Jenny Beasley, Donna and Doug Bates, Georgette Cravey, Starr and Jim Viles, and Marge Brock. The young, Pathfinders are, the young Pathfinders today are blessed to have two of the same leaders that influenced me when I was a Pathfinder, Norman and Peggy Herman. As a young Pathfinder, the things that influenced me was the service to God, service to others, the teamwork, discovering new inter interests when doing Pathfinder honors, understanding God more through his creative and handy work in nature and experiencing new things for the first time. After a year, I moved back home with my parents. Like a prodigal son, I made many mistakes in my life and forgot how the Lord blessed me. As Ellen White says in Christ's Object Lessons, page 201, paragraph one, the love of God still yearns over the one who has chosen to separate from him. And he sets, he sets an operation influences to bring him back to the father's house. The prodigal son in his wretchedness came to himself. The deceptive power that Satan had exercised over him was broken. He saw that his suffering was a result of his own folly, and he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my, father's, to my father. Miserable as he was, the prodigal found hope in the conviction of his father's love. It was that love that was drawing him towards home. So it is in the assurance of God's, of God's love that constrains the sinner to return, to return to God. The goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance, Romans 2, 4. A golden chain, the mercy and compassion of divine love is passed around every imperiled soul. The Lord declares, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Jeremiah 31.3. At a point, my memories came back to me with, scripture, with the scriptures my grandmother uh, helped me to memorize as a child. And, and the living testimonies that I observed as a young boy in the church. And there was, there was our father with outstretched arms waiting to forgive and to heal his wayward son. To summarize, our lives are a living testimony, sometimes for and sometimes against the kingdom of God. We plant seeds as we journey through life. The word of the Lord, the, the word of the Lord and family members and God-fearing Christians planted the seed, planted the seed for me years back. God's word says in Jeremiah, as a family of God working through the Holy, the Holy Spirit, some sow and some water, and in God's time, very soon will be the harvest. God's word says in Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14, I already know the plans I have for you. I will help you, not hurt you. 
I will give you a future and a hope. You will call on me and I will answer. You will talk to me and I will listen. You will seek me and find me as you search for me with all your heart. You will find me and I will bring you back to your own land. I will gather you from all the nations and places that which I have scattered you. I will bring you back to the place from which you were taken into exile and give you back all that was yours. Thank you. Shabbat Shalom. My name is Mickey, and I am chosen. Amen. It was eighth grade track and field day, and I was chosen to be on the baseball team. I really like playing baseball, and everything was great until that one catch. I broke my finger. I got a mid out of it, though. That was really cool. And then Bob. Of all the women in the world, I was the one chosen by him to be his wife. Oh, but that's not the best. Listen to this. This one's in Ephesians 1.4. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, I was chosen before the world was made. <laughs> Did you hear me? Before the world was even made, I was chosen. Blameless and holy. Now listen to this one. This one's in 1 Peter. It's 1 Peter 2.9. You've heard it before. We use it a lot. but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who call you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We, me, you, are special. We are special to Jesus. Me, just Mickey. I've been handmade hand chosen. I can see him. I've been made pure and holy by Jesus so I can stand before God holy. Now here's the kicker. In, in, in Revelation 17, 14, this is so cool. Listen to this one. These will make war with the lamb, and the lamb will overcome them, for he is the Lord of lords and the king of kings. And those who are with him are called, chosen, and faithful. That's me. Chosen. Are you with me? Amen. 
Our theme this year is Chosen, and it's based on the life of David. And we ask each of the Pathfinders and the staff to speak on that theme and what it means to them. In Matthew 20, 16, it says, Many are called, but few are chosen. Chosen in the New Testament is almost always a translation of the Greek, Aikigo, I think that's how it's pronounced, meaning to pick out, choose, or select for oneself. So although we are chosen from God before our conception, we also have to make a choice. The called and chosen will need to be faithfully, uh, will need to faithfully endure both good and bad times. Not everything is good. The hope of the called and chosen and faithful is to receive eternal life at the second resurrection. Sometimes we have a tendency to question, why me, God? Why do I have to suffer and be ill? Why do I have to lose a loved one? Why was I born into this dysfunction and confusion? Remember, all bad things come from the devil, not from God. And he revels when we question God. Also remember that if God allows us to suffer loss or illness, he also will be there with us as we go through the trial. And he suffers with us. Did he not allow his servant Jacob to suffer? I, Job, sorry, Job to suffer. Do you doubt that Job was chosen of God? God loved him. And Job was strong, even when his wife told him he should curse God. You and I are chosen of God, and only we can change that. Although we may sometimes walk away from God, he doesn't give up on us. And he's there waiting when we choose to return to him with open arms. The apostles were chosen for their work, and we are chosen because he died on the cross that we might live for him. If God could close the lion's mouth for Daniel, part the Red Sea for Moses, make the sun stand still for Joshua, open prison doors for Peter, put a baby in the arms of Sarah, and raise Lazarus from the dead, then he can certainly take care of us. Nothing we are facing today is too hard for him to handle. We are a chosen people. We are chosen to witness to others, to do good for others, to lead others to the throne. All we have to do is choose God, and we can have eternal life with him. Seems like we've talked about chosen. The question is, who is chosen, you and I? I hold up before you here a book. It's God's holy word. The very first verse in the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. 
He put man on that earth. But the question is, who is chosen? You or I? Noah preached and built an ark. The question still lies, who is chosen? You or I? Abraham, God told him to look to the north, look to the east, look to the south, look to the west. He said, all of the land that you see out there, I will give to you. But the question is, who is chosen? You and I? We looked to Moses. He was out tending sheep. He saw a burning bush. He was told, lead the children of Israel out of Egypt to a promised land. The question still lies, who is chosen? You and I? A boy named David, a young shepherd. His father come to him and said, take these items to our brethren who are fighting the Philistines. David turned and said, who's afraid of the Philistines? We still ask that question, who is chosen and who am I? Daniel and the three young men, they were very faithful to their God. They wanted others to know their God. But we still ask the question, who is chosen? You and I? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John wrote about the birth of Jesus and his life on this earth. But the question still lies, who is chosen? You and I? Paul, a real missionary who traveled from church to church from city to city, but we still asked, who is chosen? You and I? John out on the island, Revelation. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the word of this prophecy. Who is chosen? You and I? Ellen G. White, a young girl, had many visions, wrote many books, a founder of our church. The question is, who has chosen you and I? Our ministers of the Seventh-day Adventist Church all around the world, we still ask that question, who has chosen you and I. Take your Bibles and turn to Psalms 33, verse 12. 
This verse has been read, read to you already, but I want to read it to you again. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord's, the people he has chosen as his own inheritance. What have you inherited? Eternal life? Turn to 1 Peter 2, verse 9. This verse has been given to you several times this morning. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praise of him who calls you out of darkness into a glorious light. I want to put those two verses together now and read them to you. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord's. His own special people, the people he has chosen as his own inheritance that they may proclaim the praise of him who calls you out of darkness into a glorious light. This new light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Everywhere I go, let it shine. All through the night, let it shine. Let it shine till Jesus comes. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine.